Though we're apart these days, we're sharing more. So at Geico, we'd like to say thanks. Thanks for sharing your savage dance moves. Thanks for sharing your DIY haircut fails. Thanks for sharing your inner lip sync star. Now it's our turn to share with the Geico Give Back, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers. Because we're committed for the long haul, the 15% credit lasts your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for more info and eligibility. Welcome to This Feels Terrible, the podcast. I'm your host, Erin McGaffey. Uh, So this week on the podcast, um, we are continuing our discussion of the uh, Manic Pixie Dream Girl. And uh, before we get into this podcast, um, and and we continue it with with my friend, uh, Miss Kimber Hall, who is an actress, a writer. Um, She's wonderful. You can follow her at OKKimber on Twitter. I uh I understand that there's a there's a big backlash to the term manic pixie dream girl and I totally get it you guys um on board with that and we we talk about that a lot during the uh during the episode um yeah here goes big uh part 2 discussion of the uh MP DG uh archetype enjoy Last week on the podcast, I had uh, my friend Brendan Hunt on, and we we started talking about uh, manic pixie dream girls, and uh, we were talking about them, and not not so much a cinematic sense as just the real life sense, saying that there is an actual uh, real life archetype of the manic pixie dream girl. And I talked a lot about myself. I talked about myself being a manic pixie dream girl at one point. Um, the term is is. Uh, was coined by Nathan Rabin after seeing Kirsten Dunst in Elizabethtown. And his description of the manic pixie dream girl is that bubbly, shallow, cinematic creature that exists solely in the in the fevered imaginations of sensitive writer-directors to teach broodingly soulful young men to embrace life and its infinite mysteries and adventures. Uh, and then it goes on to say that manic pixie dream girls are said to help their men without pursuing their own happiness, and such characters never grow up, and thus men never grow up. Which I think uh, pretty ac- pretty accurately describes uh, me from uh, seventeen to maybe twenty three. So I-, I got a huge reaction to this episode. Tons of emails, tons of tweets, exclusively from men. I, I expected women to to email me and say like, oh, I, th- I th- you know I. I think you're you're being unfair or this isn't a real thing or I was that person or I am that person. But I just got like some pretty uh, heartfelt messages from men that were like, oh, God, like <laughs> breaking my heart. Like I've been there and I've, I feel that. So um, this week on the episode, this is the part two of our uh, Manic Pixie Dream Girl arc. Maybe there'll be a part three. Who knows? Who knows what will happen? Um, so... 
I um I happen to have <laughs> yeah. I, I happen to have uh, someone very close to me who I think is 100% a, uh, a manic pixie dream girl. She's uh, she's one of my best friends. She's certainly my closest friend. And we live together. She's my roommate. Um, so on the on the podcast this week, uh, let's welcome uh, Miss Kimber Hall, a real life manic pixie dream girl. Oh, man. Hi. <laughs> and also, she has a lot of opinions about yes. the, the idea of a manic pixie dream girl. Um, but when we were doing when we were doing the episode last week, a lot of the things I was saying, I was like, God, like I've I've said this. <laughs> I've said this to Kimber uh-huh. before because we also have a um, kind of have like a well, I think we go back and forth between being big sister and little sister. Yeah. But I think when it comes to this, I definitely feel like I'm your big sister and I'm always giving you yes advice and telling you to knock it off. Yes. Um, so <laughs> why don't we why don't we talk? Uh, well, first, let me say, like, why I think Kimber is a manic pixie cool. dream girl. Um, Kimber's very, very beautiful, but she's beautiful and a like magical childlike way we'll post a picture on the website (laughs) (laughs) follow her on twitter um and she she is um she's one of the most adventurous people i know she's right now she's wearing like a cutoff jean like motorcycle not a motorcycle jacket what do you call that denim denim (laughs) oh okay (laughs) denim uh and she's drinking out of like a, a mason jar and she's um, she, she doesn't wash her hair and it looks perfect all the time and she she always has men falling all after her falling after her all the time and I always have like uh, guy friends that are like what's the deal and she's dated a few of my friends <laughs> <laughs> and I, I always have guys that are like what what is the what's the deal with Kimber and I'm like ah you know it's like the Grand Canyon it's beautiful but do you want to jump into it do you have oh wings <laughs> I don't say that. That's not well, something I've said, but uh, kind of. But I'm always like, you know, go for it. I'm not gonna. <laughs> she's she's one of my closest friends, and I think she's amazing. And uh, but she's definitely a manic pixie dream girl. And that there, are, I think there are men who are interested in you that are like this girl. She's gonna she's gonna open me up. She's gonna take me on adventures and then destroy. Me. <laughs> Uh, Kimber, Kimber recently. I'll let you talk in a second. I, I suppose no, it's, it's fine. Um, Kimber recently dated um, a a uh, a pretty well known podcaster. I don't even know if you would call it dating. I think you would call it hanging out. Right. They hung out, but like it was it, it was fast and furious up yeah. top. But they hung out a few times, and it was um, it was very uh, it was very passionate. And uh, and then and then it just kind of dropped away. And she was listening to his podcast. And on that podcast, he described you as a saw blade. A saw blade. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Okay. So let's so let's so let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk, let's talk about, about that this. saw blade. <laughs> I was well, gonna like spray paint a jean vest with saw blade on the back. I was so ready to just like own it. Right. But, well, because but I bet you something you but, do, like you you warn men up top, which oh, is I, like I, the, I the most to like give a warning. Um, <laughs> but I think what that came across, like that was a situation where I really for the first time in a long time was like, oh, I could be in a relationship with this person. Right. I would let this person 
call me their girlfriend and tell everyone I'm their girlfriend. And I would say, this is my boyfriend. I'm so excited. Yeah. Hey, y'all. Yeah. This is my man. Like, so I was. And so maybe I also and we we spoke about this, Aaron. Mm -hmm. I was giving off that energy, which I normally don't, which is like, oh, okay, uh, yeah, Yeah. let's be together, which I think normally my energy is probably not. And maybe that's what's enticing. Maybe that's part of the thing of like sure sure oh, but i think but you but you, but when he was calling you a sable right, right he was saying that was, in was like i don't have time for this shit right, like i'm not like, gonna deal with this manic pixie dream girl right business. and that was like i mean we at first i was like i don't when i heard it it was almost a relief because i had thought like oh what happened i just was too into him and i seemed crazy and because i was so into him and mm-hmm. it's oh oh wait I guess you're supposed to act like you're not into people. Well, I don't believe in that. So I don't. That's what I thought at first. And then when I heard that podcast where he, he didn't use my name or anything, but no, I no. sure as hell knew he was talking about me. Yeah. Um. I was like, what? And I was like, I felt sick to my stomach about it because I don't want to be a saw blade. I want to be like a marshmallow, <laughs> but also like a cool marshmallow with some spray paint on. You know, like a cool marshmallow, but someone yeah. that like you want to like hug and that you love and you think of. Who's going to take you on campfires? Adventures. Yeah, let's go camping yeah. with this marshmallow. There you go. All right. Uh, but yeah, no, he was making a reference to, I mean, and he said something that I did say to him. I was talking about Manny, Manic Pixie Dream Girl, which I have a lot of things to say about. And I was talking about like, oh, this uh, screenplay I'm writing and da da da, and this whole you know female archetype, and oh, I get mad because it doesn't like that person doesn't really exist. But then I kind of proved my own point wrong by I was like talking about this character. I was like, you know, the character that like guys write songs for. She has so many she could make a mixtape out of them. And he was like, that doesn't exist. And I said. Well, <laughs> does it? And he right. took that as like, oh, you fucking Sawblade, you make men fall in love with you. You make men write songs about you. Yeah. And then you just disappear from their lives. Right. And he had, he had posed the question up top. Like he brought the topic up because he knows someone uh, who I dated here in L.A. Right. And that person, I unfortunately hurt them when mm-hmm. I broke up with them. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, is this what you do? Do you just make guys fall in love with you and then you break their hearts? And I was like, God, I hope not. But yeah, I but mean, historically. But, you know, patterns, there is truth in a pattern. So yeah, it's a bummer. Well, and <sighs> the, like reading these, reading these descriptions of the manic pixie dream girl, um, they... Like this, this is taken for the Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Uh, manic pixie dream girls are usually static characters who have eccentric personality quirks and are unabashed, unabashedly girlish. They invariably serve as a romantic interest for an often brooding or depressed male protagonist. A prime example is Natalie Portman's character in the movie Garden State, written and directed by Zach Braff. Kate Hudson's character in Penny, Penny Lane and Almost Famous has also been called a manic pixie dream girl. Um, but like, I, we we talked about this briefly before the podcast like i let's talk about like the difference between a cinematic manic pixie dream girl right. and like a real life right manic pixie dream I girl think, i 
I've always felt like, oh, this whole thing is it's problematic to even the term. And I've gotten offended in the past by being called that. And then you get to a point where you're like, let's get real, girl. There is some truth in this. You know, so yeah, like in the past, I've been like, oh, manic pixie dream girl. It's just an archetype in film that men write. She's one dimensional. She she serves no purpose other than to help the man. She has no interests, no goals, no inner life. Yeah. Which we can say that about film. Yeah. And it looks and it feels like in movies, it really feels like she dropped out of nowhere. Yeah, she dropped and then out she of always nowhere, has a secret at the end. Riding a unicycle, playing ukulele, a beautiful yeah. bow in her hair. Yeah. You know, <laughs> she is the dreamiest. Yeah, um, but she won't call. She doesn't show up for things. But then she, but then she'll like show up in the middle of the night and be like, "I have to show you a mountain." Yeah, cool. I'm like, cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think I, I've always, as soon as I heard the term years ago, I like immediately had such a visceral reaction. And I think that's because I was like, oh, this is how I've been treated in the past. Well, why? You know, I feel like from a certain point, once people started finding me attractive at a later age or mm-hmm. in my life, um, they would do that whole thing of like, Whoa, before they met me, knew me, they'd put me on some pedestal and say, like, you're incredible. You're going to change my life. Like, you're something else. And that, the only reaction, not the only reaction, the only reaction I would have to that is, like, you don't even know me. What are you taught? You know, and so then they'd be like, but no, I want to. Uh, And I'd be like, absolutely not. (laughs) Out of here. Yeah. All right. Right off on a BMX bike. You know, there you go. And they're like, oh, God, she left her beer koozie here. <sighs> Probably did. Beer, I, beer, beer koozies all over this town. <laughs> beer koozies all over this town. Um, yeah, I think that like one of the reasons why, like, I, I don't know if I'm offended by the term. I feel like I have been. But I, I think like the way that women are portrayed in movies is generally offensive because and the reason why like I think there's this big backlash to the manic pixie dream girl thing it's like okay well either we're invisible girlfriends or mothers or we have hamsters running all around our house and we yeah and we name balloons and (sighs) you know there's and we like the, pretend and, and neither are real a cereal bowl. Yeah, yeah. like, like there. I, I think like if I if I was to talk about you know if, to talk about it in real life terms, it's like I said in the last podcast, it's the girl who kind of doesn't have her shit together and is creative, and I think also became attractive later in life. It's never like someone who is a babe in high school. Right. It's always or like a babe in middle school or whatever. It's it's somebody who was kind of like a like an introverted person a little bit and was able to develop all these quirks. And then right cuz because she had nothing to perform, you know, right. so she just became herself. Well, and but then when yourself becomes a performance, yeah, yeah. Well, and when you date somebody who, like you, you had a long, like your longest, like most important uh, relationship to date is with somebody who is not a performer. He's the best guy ever. Is <laughs> uh, he's he's great. He's like he's like pretty like quiet. He doesn't. He's kind of like removed. Um. And he's just like, what, what you see is what you get with him. Totally. He's like the most, he's the most real person I've ever met in my life. And like the, and just that he's true. He's honest. Mm-hmm. 
he, there's no bullshit. There's nothing false about him. Right. It's incredible. So it, so it makes so it makes sense that he would be attracted to uh, a girl like you who's kind of all over the place and maybe sometimes gets a little too drunk and Hello. like <laughs> and uh is is like a little scattered about her future and like what's going on where he's like look I know what I want to do and it's just going to be this and and I'm you know right yeah. Al- yeah also I think I was so attracted I mean the first time I hung out with him we like rode bikes and got Vietnamese food and I said to him oh typical Kimber Hall warning hey man just to let you know I'm moving to LA because I was living in St. Louis, Missouri. I was yeah. like, I'm only living here. I moved here from Chicago. I'm only living here to save money to move to L.A. So this isn't going to be anything. Right, yeah. And he was like, oh, perfect, because I don't want a girlfriend. And I was like, oh, perfect. But then, like, flash forward, seven months later, I'm moving into his home. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. we, and we're just, like, in love. And then I stay in St. Louis longer than I planned. Right. Yeah. But, I, but the point is, like, you didn't, you didn't go after, um... You didn't go after you, you were around like a bunch of people that were like maybe more eccentric and were also performers. Yeah. Like I think that like one of the, one of the qualities of a real life manic pixie dream girl is that they will like they feel more and I'm speaking about myself um, and also movies, I guess. But, you know, you go after somebody who's a little more like socially contained because they make you feel they make you feel alive. Like you you are making them feel alive because you're going on these adventures and you're not you're not as afraid as they are to express yourselves yourself in a certain way. But there's this like deep seated fear that's like, you know, I'm not important. I'm not special. But when yes. you date like a Joel from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, you're you you are special. Yeah, you do feel and I would and I would say more than anything that like long lost love of mine, not lost. I know where he is. Um, <laughs> he he is not a Joel because he is like number one badass motherfucker. He you know owns motorcycles, fix them. Like he he was a break in the pattern. Where okay. I feel like Joel from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is the is the rule, and maybe my ex was Cole, we'll say his name, it doesn't matter, um, exception, he was the exception to the rule because he just didn't give a shit and he would call me out on my shit and he had no false ideas about me being magical. Right, but he still thought that you were magical. Eventually. And he was still like... got to know. <laughs> and he was still like intrigued by your like spirit and your like yeah. kind of wild quality. Yeah, I've, yeah, but I definitely wouldn't consider him like a Joel from Eternal Sunshine's Palace Mine. But right. I know what you're saying. But I, but I feel like, God, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, am I doing it now? Currently, this hour of the day, like these guys, they're great. They're like you see them, and you're like, they are so nice to talk to, and they're so nice, and they like. You've had too many brews, too many beers, and they <laughs> and you're talking about nonsense about mm-hmm. the wildest ideas that you have about the way the world works, mm-hmm. and they're just like staring at you, listening. Yeah, and and you feel important, and you feel important, and you feel special, and maybe mm-hmm. it all comes back down to like, hey, hey, manic pixie dream girl, maybe have a little more self love, <laughs> and then you wouldn't like that so much. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or you'd seek out somebody who's maybe maybe had energy that was a little more equal. Like if I was to if I was to graph the men that I've dated like in the beginning in the beginning in the beginning um I mean I've always I've always <laughs> I've always dated creative people but my first several boyfriends were all Joel's basically yeah, but not time. but not the real life version of Joel which is kind of self-loathing but also like really um really knew what they wanted their lives to look like if like they could they could write out like okay like on a monday like i really want to i want my day to look like this i want my like all of them like really good at paying their bills on time um had all of their shit together mm-hmm. um and then I was just like a crazy fucking mess and would come in and just be like, I need help. <laughs> like I'm stranded. I got stuck here. Please come help me. I, um, I threw, I threw you an insane surprise party that you didn't want, but halfway through it, you were happy that it was, it was happening. I, uh, I dragged you to this thing. I, I decorated the apartment. Like my 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 first boyfriend, I I buried these presents for you, Aaron <laughs> McGaffey's Twitter Twitter about. Yeah, that used to be my Twitter about. I buried these presents for you, which is very like quirky sounding. Um, like my my first boyfriend, he came home one day from work, and the apartment was painted like a forest. Like it just painted this insane acid. But these aren't bad qualities. That's like a great thing. Live your life. Yeah. But the thing, yeah, like that, like I don't, I don't feel any less creative. I just feel more stable. We feel more stable, but also (laughs) like with those, I mean, a little more stable. God, Mm -hmm. I am Ugh, I'm constantly doing such big renovations on Baby my girl, we are all my just stuff. trying our best. Oh, Figuring I mean, I st- like it's. I just, I you know, last last night I just had this this pretty like the last few days I've had these these really um, serious conversations with Dan about like me. I mean, it's it's I think it's residual manic pixie dream girl stuff in that like. I think another another quality of a, a girl who is addicted to like it's it's this addiction attention? to yes it's addicted yeah, to let's attention call it what it is but it's it's like addiction to this like special spotlight yeah and like like Dan- hey uh, and not enough people thought that I was like so magical and special in my past yeah uh, I'll I would love for you to yeah well I think it's more like I don't feel like I'm I don't feel yeah yes. that is core in the core what it is but yeah. you can pass it off of like but I had a sad childhood <laughs> like, but ultimately it's like no if only we could love ourselves so much and like understand yeah. I mean and I say this to you all the time mm-hmm. I try to and if I, I don't say it enough I'll say it more <laughs> Uh you are so dynamic, so smart, so lovely, so Thanks, funny. Kimber. I love you so much. Like your spirit you is gorgeous. Uh, well, you only need yourself and you need to be in your first place position. Yeah. And yeah. everyone else is it's like 
how lucky for them and how lucky for you because it's a two-way relationship, all your relationships, like they're just like little beautiful circles around you, but you're the main glowing circle who most of your energy should be going to. Yeah. And it's it's really hard for me to not like six months in put my boyfriend at the center of everything. Right. Because it's also, you know, it's also a distraction and everything. Yeah, it's a distraction. And I feel like I'm the opposite of that where I'm like, do not want a boyfriend. But at the same time, I do a different thing of distraction, which is like, I'm like, ugh, yeah, I guess get gonna be single. And like, girl, you are not practicing what being, I don't yeah, know. Like, you're the, always like, yeah, cause I'm like, going kiss, out with dudes. Having a date, doing a little yeah. kiss. You're in a relationship a, with like 40 dudes. I'm not saying like you're currently in a relationship with 40 it. dudes. <laughs> but, um, sometimes you know ladies, I mean. sometimes with the ladies. Sometimes ladies. Who knows? Sometimes no, ladies. Uh, all the options. <laughs> all the options. Um, yeah. Yeah, I it's all distractions. It's all distractions from like what we really want in life. What are our really are our goals? Because our goals are dreams, the things we know what we can do. They're terrifying. And oh, well, it's so much easier to just distract ourselves from that, to distract ourselves from like getting shit done, taking right. care of ourselves. It's easier to say like, "Oh no, well, I'm really good at taking care of other people, so I will." Mm-hmm. And I'll put that first. Yeah. And like and you know, yeah. Well, and this, and this, uh, yeah. What I was going to say about this weekend is that, you know, with with Dan, and with all of my, this is this is my pattern is that I'll be pursued by somebody, and it will, and like especially, especially from Dan because Dan, my current boyfriend Dan has um, certainly has a way with words, mm-hmm. and you know, at the beginning of our relationship. It was this really hardcore Aaron worship was like the center of our interactions where he was just the flattery was like off the off the charts and told me like over and over again in like various ways how special and important and beautiful and smart and funny. Like the our first our first kiss was after he told me um you're funnier than I am. Yeah. And then I just like jumped on him and started kissing. <laughs> like that's, that's like that, that reflects our entire like courting was this thing. And then when we, when we settled into like being boyfriend and girlfriend and being this, being in this partnership, like I think subconsciously, like slowly I've been like, well, am I not special anymore? Do you not love me as much as I think? thought you did or you you said you did and I think that that's that's evolved and like came to a head this weekend that's evolved into me just being obsessed with him telling me that I'm special and that he loves me and that's shitty yeah that's so shitty and it makes you know it's it puts it puts a lot of pressure on him but also makes him like not relax and what he said to me last night was look like I love you unconditionally. I I love you with all my heart. Please know that that's true. Chill out. Yeah, chill out. And when you get up in the morning, if I'm a little grumpy, it's not your fault and it's all going to be fine because if we love each other unconditionally and we're going to be together forever, there needs to be, like, we just need to coexist and, like, also find our own happiness and yeah. do our own thing. And I was, you know, that's, that was a big, like, Oh yeah, you're right. 
I need to be less uh, concerned with all this stuff. So I so I asked Twitter if they had any questions for a manic pixie dream girl, <sighs> and I wanted still. I'm like, okay, if I am one. This is my new my new thing of saying like okay I guess I'm gonna accept it because we've talked about this where I'm like I'm not like that this well, is I'm and a and boy we, and we say this with a grain of salt and this is kind of right. what, what this exactly. question is um, at Byron Shiro said can we please stop using the term manic pixie can dream girl we which is yeah yeah asshole yes we can yeah guy um, it's just something that we all know and we're saying it yeah I mean like girl, why don't you guy, come up with a different term. Uh, Gender queer, I don't know. Gender queer. who you are? <laughs> How you identify? Um, I mean, it's we're we're just using it as a as an architect architect as an archetype and an architect. I mean, we say about like I mean, it's it's like a saying house of cards it'll tumble. Yeah, it's like saying bad boy. Like he's a oh, real, yeah, a real bad, boy. bad boy. Um, is that a real thing? Yeah, like in some ways, that's a real thing. We're using Women it as like a blanket, um, like or like you know, a blanket term and umbrella. Yes, I'm sorry, I called you an asshole. I don't actually think you're an asshole. <laughs> no, but I understand. I understand what that person's saying because I have had the same thing where I'm like, oh, you, the Onion made a manic pixie dream girl yes. video, and it pissed and I, me off. I also don't say to people in conversation yeah. like she's a real manic pixie dream yeah. girl. No, I know. that sounds dumb. I but love we, if you do say <laughs> she's a grand. She's the Grand Canyon because I just went. In the spring, I yeah. mean, thanks. And I f- real beautiful, real dangerous. Yeah. Whew. Also, yeah. Yosemite. But also real needy. A lot of has a die. big hole. Needs to be filled. God damn it! Ain't that the truth? Camber Hall, fill it yourself. Um, <laughs> I feel like maybe since moving to LA, I am more this archetype than I had been in. Maybe no. Who am I kidding? Maybe in like okay, because I was in a relationship for a while, and so like. Wasn't I guess I you know I f- I didn't really feel like one because I was only with this person right but um, you acted out a little bit during that relationship to like, I test how much he loved you oh yeah I mean I caused I caused some trouble yeah thanks to the whiskey right thanks to me which is not like, gonna don't blame the whiskey me, delicious <laughs> tell me how much you love me like or like oh yeah you got a pr- mine is always like some weird person with a bad attitude of like oh yeah. We got in our first fight of our one-year relationship. Like, we never, ever fought. We get into, like, one fight because he didn't want to drive me from the city to the county for my brother's wedding. And I was like, and then, like, have to drive back to the city before the wedding. I was like, because I was in the wedding. He's like, it's 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 a long drive. It's the morning. Get a cab. And I was like, what? Why can't you just do this one thing? So we got into the stupid fight over, you know, nonsense. Wedding's over. I go to Chicago. All in Chicago, where I used to live, got a million boyfriends and girlfriends from Manic Pixie Dream Girl days of being right. a teenager, being right. a 19-year-old, you know, in the comedy world at Chicago with all these, like, cool, funny people mm-hmm. that prey on <laughs> younger women. Yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't cause, didn't, could have caused some trouble, didn't. Came back, caused some trouble of, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to. I mean, I don't want to talk about it. It's too much. <laughs> basically, basically just being like, oh, yeah, well, guess what? This real hot chick is real into me, and I'm going to, you're not, oh, you're not going to pick me up from the train station? I have to find someone who will? No problem. Like, yeah. really fucking ma- malicious, Yeah, just well, like a I, child, really fucking well, childish. Do you, do you think that's because you were like, well, it's kind of like you're saying you don't love me as much as I yeah, want totally. you to like, say you love oh, me. Oh, wait a second. You won't do everything for me? Yeah. You had an opportunity to work and, like, 
you know, money's tight. You needed to work. And I was mad. I was like, I have my bicycle with me. He had an El Camino. <laughs> I had to put my bike in the back of your El Camino. Who's going to pick me up now? Oh, I know. I'll call a hot person with a truck. You know, right. just like really, but really malicious, nasty, awful. And then like, he's the man of the century where he was like, decided like, well, if she comes home tonight, because he like caught me out in my adventurous uh, mud wrestling lifestyle. Yeah. Use your imagination. Um Decided, like, oh, if she comes home tonight, it's going to be okay. If not, oh, I guess not. Right. And then, like, after that, we, you know, we had some some important relationship chats. Yeah. About, like, wait, do you want to kiss girls? Let's talk about it. Right. Yeah. But we're uh, losing, yeah. losing Get, sight of the... Losing sight of the Mang Pixie Dream Girl, because I don't know if that's part of the Mang Pixie Dream Girl Well, trope. Right. Well, I'm stuck on this, like... Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, I just, I just tweeted, um, real quite real questions for the real. real yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which like, I, I mean, I, I, I'm now feeling insecure about because I don't, because the people, well, I, I understand why you did. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't love that phrase. I'm not mad that you said that about me because I know you and I know how you meant it of like, if I say this, everyone knows what I mean. Right, yeah, as opposed to, do you have questions for somebody who's really intriguing and interesting, but also, also maybe emotionally a, a heart, like, insecure? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. for sure. Um, which I know is, is, is my thing, like, my residual thing from this, or, I mean, what do we, cre- creative, creative, insecure, beautiful weirdo, uh, what do you want to call it? Like, um, yeah, I, we make up a new, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's make up a new, let's make up a new term. Sure. S- uh, saw blade. <laughs> saw blades. Yeah. Beautiful saw blades. DIY saw blades. Um, I, yeah, I, I think like at the heart of it with, I mean, a lot of my fights that I get into with Dan are over, me thinking he doesn't love me because of something really trivial. And he, like in our fight this weekend, he, or in our discussion, (laughs) our teary, loud, yelling discussion that we had, um, during that, like, he named all these things that were like, Aaron, like, you did this and you did that, but, like, I know that you love me and I'm not going to fuck things up by, like, nitpicking these things. So stop, like, because he keeps on saying, stop, change me. Stop trying to change me. But really, like, I don't want to change him. I just want to constantly know that he loves me the most out of anyone in the world. And he could never love anybody more. And I'm not a bad person. And I'm important. And I'm doing all the right things. And I'm going to be okay. And it's like, it's too much. It's too much for him. It needs to be mine. It it needs needs to to be be my burden. And like, this is, this also comes back to like part of the whole thing of like, wait, these, uh, these guys are going to fall in love with you and you aren't going to be able to return that. Uh, this is a real life thing that we have had conversations about, Aaron, where it's like, I'm like, but I don't get it. And you've gotten mad. You're like, stop saying, stop saying you look like a boy. Stop saying, you know, that like, because it's because, but it all comes from like insecurity or like weird fucking self-hatred, which we could talk for hours about where that comes from besides yourself. Right. You know, from the culture, from our patriarchal culture, ladies. (laughs) Um, it comes from so many things, and I, 
it's, it's easy to hate yourself. Everyone's trying to get you to hate yourself. I really believe that. Not like your friends. But I mean like in right. the bigger picture. Yeah. I really believe that like, I mean, it takes nothing for me who I like try to have like a healthy body image, try to like do live my life a certain way. It takes nothing for me to just suddenly be like, I'm disgusting. I'm gross. I look like this. Uh, because of these roles we're supposed to fit into that like no people can actually fit into and that and so it's so it's it's too easy to hate yourself and just like imagine if we all loved ourselves with like this is like right. some fucking hippie yeah. shit past the joint if we all loved ourselves the way that we actually should deserve to be loved and are loved by other people. But if we loved ourselves that way, imagine the shit we could accomplish. We would be on a different, we would be like inhabiting Mars right now. I really <laughs> believe this. If like we didn't oppress people, mm -hmm. if we didn't oppress, like I'm going to get on some crazy train right now. We didn't oppress women. We didn't oppress minorities. We didn't uh, oppress like people that are disabled. If we just said like, Everyone, you are incredible. We're not going to put you down. We're not going to try to sell you all this bullshit crap that you don't need. We're just going to say, like, let me let me hear about you, actually mm -hmm. who you are at your core. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, what do you have to say? What do you want to do? Do it. Because, right. like, you and I are both creative people. We're fucking talented. We, <laughs> I'll say it. Now I'm on this train of, like, self-love. Imagine if we didn't distract ourselves with men or with whatever. If yeah. we just sat down and went to work. Right. But don't you think that that's... Our, that's ours. That's on. Us. Yeah, no, it is. It's like this shit is gonna. It's not gonna stop being thrown at us. Like all this stuff saying that like we're not good enough in X amount of ways. Mm -hmm. Part of the problem is also us telling ourselves we're not good enough in X amount of ways. We have to stop that. We have to stop telling ourselves we're not good enough. Yeah, we're not like that. We're not worthy or deserving. We have to just sit down and. And if I can get to work, because we have a, a lot of things to say that, you know, I know that we've you you are definitely this person that like you have you have so much to give and like in like beautiful ways to like help people's lives be easier just in knowing it's OK. Yeah, like, we all feel this way. And that's so important. Yeah. And why not put more of that out in the world because you do have more to give. And so like, well, you know, why, do, why do we distract Certainly. ourselves so much in it all? If it, if it all is just coming from, we don't love ourselves enough, which I think it is. And then you end up hurting other, I know I end up hurting other people mm -hmm. because I don't love myself enough because they're like, I'm really into you. And I say, yeah, right. Yeah. And then I say like, yeah, right. I'm out of here. Or like, you don't yeah. know, you because don't you know don't, me. Because if you, yeah, if you're insecure, then or, or like maybe not always if you're insecure, but like back to what you were talking about being being put on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. You know, it's you don't someone, think you deserve to be on. I mean, so, sometimes that is true. Yeah, yeah okay. but I yeah. mean, like it's it's uh, Dan. Dan told me once that like when he always felt weird about hitting on girls at parties because he he didn't want to. Like if you approach, if you pro the the problem with like going up to a girl at a party and being like, "You look really interesting. Can I get you a drink? You look really beautiful." Then women are our first reaction usually, unless we're like J Lo and we're like, "I'm the shit." Unless you're like, Beyonce, yeah, Beyonce. If only then you, most 
I, th- I think I'll venture to say that most women are like, you don't know me mm-hmm. like this. This makes me feel bad kind of because you put me on this pedestal and you don't know me. So like if I reveal who I yep. really am because you have this idea about me, you won't like that. And I think that's that's also a thing with this like messy, messy, creative women who are worshipped and then are like there's this fear, which I have no I know I've experienced where and I and I know I experienced like at the beginning of my relationship with Dan, where Dan was like just just was was immediately like falling all over himself. I'm like, well, like this is great and this is making me feel great, but I'm severely flawed and you know, is the other shoe going to drop when you find out who I actually am? And then, then, you know, I circumvented that by, by being like, well, you don't love me because I'm shitty. Like, I know that I'm a bad person. I know that I do all these awful things and that I'm not like worthy of this. So like either prove that you really mean it or like, you know, break up with me. But like you just said it like, oh, I know I'm not worthy of this. Why not? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. thing. We all decide, like, oh, I'm not worthy of this love. Yeah, well, I mean, you you just, you You are. This is so, this is so cliche. You have to just make yourself happy. You You have have to to just respect yourself. And when you do, when you are, when you respect yourself, when you love yourself so much and you're just taking care of yourself and you're getting your stuff done, like, and everyone says this, like, when you're like, I'm not focused on anything but what I want. I mean, that's when people are drawn to you because mm-hmm. you are open to their love. I mean, yeah. because we all we all we all do and try to love people that have their arms crossed in a big X in front of them, mm-hmm. and you have to like fight to get in. And sometimes we love that fight to get in, and maybe that's yeah. that's part of the whole manic pixie dream. We're like, oh, she's not going to accept this. She doesn't wonder, yeah. you know, like. But when but you find like the purest thing that's gonna work when you just are like all right my love holes open (laughs) sick (laughs) my love holes open um i have another question from twitter okay (laughs) um at draven darko asked um how has the feminist backlash against the manic pixie dream girl (laughs) affected your own behavior uh well as as a feminist um it definitely affects my behavior because you know, I mean, as I've said, I've had like this visceral reaction of like, this is just it's an archetype in film that men wrote. These women are one dimensional. Uh, they don't have an inner life. It It's demeaning. Mm-hmm. It diminishes real people by saying that, you know. Yeah. True. But so so but, does every film so, archetype. Right. So my response to that feminist background is, hey, ladies. Uh, trying to break into this industry, I'm going to write films that maybe you'll like, maybe you'll hate, but will hopefully show show the other side of it. You know, like isn't that is that what we just want to see? Well, have you have you seen have you seen Ruby Sparks? No, I've no. Well, I I, saw I was it. afraid I would hate it, <laughs> and I don't want to hate a film written by a woman, and that's fucked up. Yes, really. because it's just it's a little disrespectful to say like, oh, I don't want to see, I don't want to hate a film written by a woman because I only want to be uh, rooting for women all the time. But that's right. fucked up. It's like you can't be rooting for women all the time if you're only saying everything they do is good. Then you're not respecting them as artists. Fuck that, Kimber Hall. But sometimes I I will think that way. Well, uh, 
Ruby Sparks is by Zoe Kazan, mm-hmm. who like wrote and starred in the movie. And the premise of the movie is that there's this there's this young writer who had a, a novel that made him famous as a young man, like a, a Catcher in the Rye type novel. Not that JD JD Salinger was really young when he wrote Catcher in the Rye, but he wrote he wrote this novel. He got a lot of attention. Stephen Chomsky, or how do you say his last name? Who wrote Perks Being Wallflower? He was he was pretty young when he oh, wrote it. Oh, was he? I, okay, I think. I don't know. I also I saw a picture of person wallflower. Really the liked film? it. Really liked he it. wrote the screenplay. I would love to see it. I loved that. Film. It's good. I like it. The, I can't talk. The book. <laughs> <laughs> I love the book. I love the book. I, yeah, when I, I was, was a teenager. Um, so Ruby Sparks, Zoe Kazan uh, wrote it and stars in it. And so there's so this writer. He had all this success as like a teenager, and now he's in his twenties and he can't write anything. And he's having these dreams about this girl who comes in, comes in, and is, flies in, yeah, in, is riding a unicorn. Right, right, right. And I read this interview with Zoe Kazan about her character about Ruby in, in that movie being called a manic pixie dream girl. And she says that she really resents that. Oh, but it, it, so he has these dreams about this girl and then he starts writing about her and then she comes to life. Right. So like everything he, everything that he types. Yes. Is yeah. the reality, which I think is like, it's a com- It seems like commentary. I haven't seen the film. It seems like commentary on the whole. Yeah. Yeah. Archetype. It's like, it's very, it's very meta. So it is, it is dumb to call that character a manic pixie dream girl because it's commentary on it's the manic like, pixie dream girl. Yeah, it's, it's saying like, like you're mm-hmm. writing this character, you're creating this character. You, you highlight these qualities and these women who are, uh, like uh, Nathan Clavin said, are static characters, essentially because they they're not real people, which I which I agree with. But it, but they are they're shadows of of real people, right? And Zoe Kazan's whole thing is like, well, like you guys don't write real women, you like don't. you write this thing, and like you, th- and also like you think that you know what you want from a woman, and really you you don't, and you you need to focus on yourselves, yeah, male writers and and female writers. So like yeah, I I also like hate the term and think it's stupid and it's it's offensive. Mm-hmm. But it it's diminishing. We use it because we get we understand what it's it's saying. Yeah. Like also offensive is like the frat guy in a movie who is always dumb and is a yeah, rapist. Yeah, always so Alice like, is dumb and a rapist. A Jacques. Right. The, the, a Jacques. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, pardonnez-moi. How <laughs> uh, uh, do you say a Jacques? A, okay, Jacques? well, uh, Aaron McGathy, write a film about a Jacques. <laughs> like this a different. Listen, let's break apart the archetype and film of a Jacques. Yeah. Write about a Jacques. My mom, honestly, growing up, she, someone could easily say, this woman was a manic pixie dream girl. Obviously, that term didn't exist in the 90s. Yeah. But my mother, a, a goddess of a babe, still to this day, beautiful, gorgeous, lovely, wild, wild woman, super adventurous. She's like, what, 54, 53 years old? We just went to the Grand Canyon last spring. Mm-hmm. And we, she came out here. She like went, we went to Catalina Island, like my whole family. She was like climbing on rocks where she would have like fallen to her death in the ocean. 
I have pictures of it because she's just a badass. And sometimes I wonder if like, because it's like you always will become your mother. I'm like, oh man, am I just my mother? Except for at 25, she had two kids, Mm -hmm. was gonna cause some trouble, but, and then have me. So it's like, am I just, and then like I lived that whole life as a child, like with this like single wild mama, men so interested in her just turning them all away. Yeah. Like, I learned that. Yeah. Maybe. You, you, Maybe. You also, like, for a time, had, like, a pretty, like, strained relationship. Oh, with yeah. Mom, right? It yeah. took years. It took until, like, 19 for me to forgive her for all of everything. And just yeah. to realize, like, she is just a human being. Because, Will like, you talk about what happened, or do you want to... <sighs> what part? Yeah, I'll talk about it. What part? It's uh, a whole thing. Yeah. I mean... Only, only because I feel yeah. like with with myself, with, with, with like back to this like manic pixie dream girls like really just need love, and I think like a big part of that is motherly love. Like for yeah. me, like my mom died yeah. when I was seventeen in the middle of like the most strained time where we like hated each other, and then yep. she died. Yeah, but and like then you're like, like, oh shit. Yes. So like, well, we, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could talk about okay. Well, when I was when I was five, my parents divorced. And um, they had joint custody, and it was just myself and my two older brothers. My mom, my mom, my father worked a lot, worked all the time to provide for us. And so, even though they had joint custody, I was at my mom's a lot more. Mm -hmm. She was an alcoholic, and sometimes raging, sometimes you know, just. She, I mean, just, you know, sometimes functioning, sometimes a totally functioning alcoholic, sometimes not. Um, she was definitely a wild woman, had, you know, men over. And I've, and I've spent a lot of time, like, in my early 20s, like, reconciling with all this and dealing with this and thinking about, like, well, what would I do? Because right. I'm in my early 20s, except for I don't have three kids. Uh, I'm a sexual being. What would you do? You know, um... Uh, not what she would do. I wouldn't do what she did. But she, yeah, so she was an alcoholic. She would have like men over. I have like a very vivid memory of like being eight years old, needing a field trip form signed, going into her bedroom, right. there being a man there and deciding I was going to murder him and like really walking to the kitchen being like, I could just kill that man, which is like a very creepy, creepy thought at eight. But just like so, but really it was all anger. It was just so much anger and rage that I had living inside of me. Um, when I was six, she became pregnant uh, she's unmarried and I'm growing up in St. Louis, Missouri. And this isn't, this is like 1994, 93, 94. I'm in first grade. I re- I knew that this was like a bad thing mm-hmm. that she's unmarried, an unmarried woman and pregnant, which is like so gross. And, but that's like the world I was living in. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, and it's and your that mom, we still so, like, in. any, any uh, deviance is, is yeah, always, well, like, huge, yeah. and, huge deal. And, like, she's like, okay, so she's a single woman, and it's like, you know, we want to oppress women so much about their sexuality, and so it's like, we don't want women to have sex, basically. <laughs> I really believe in in a base term, people don't want women to have sex, uh, I don't know, it's weird, or to have, like, be, like, sexually free. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, like, she's not, wasn't being, like, super responsible. She's not in a place to have kids, another kid. She ends up having twins. They're, like, born a month after I'm seven. Twins are a lot to handle, especially if you're poor. 
mm-hmm. and you already have three other kids and you're a single mom. So it just like, it was like this life of like, we're poor. Our phone is getting turned off. Our electricity is getting turned off. My mom is an alcoholic. Um, my dad is just doing everything he can, but like also poor and also, you know, just like trying, try everyone, everyone's trying the best given their given circumstances at that time. My mom had a really fucked up childhood and not that that's an excuse, but like, you know, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I had this really tumultuously bad relationship. Some shit went down. I don't even know if I can talk about all of it. That's okay. Um, But then, but but maybe, you know, like I, it's hard because I want to talk about it. (sighs) Because I believe there's so much power in talking about it. Right. Well, do you, you know can talk about it? Yeah, about? yeah. It's just, it's hard. Cause I'm, but then at the same time, like, I might cry. What, what, it, what it ultimately comes down to is, like, there's, there's strength in words. There's strength in, in talking about this shit. Um, and, like, if it, if it, gives hope to anyone else then yeah that it makes sense so hey listeners this is a trigger warning if you are easily if you are this not easily if you're triggered at all by talk of sexually sexual abuse stop listening now if you're at work if you're headed somewhere where like you don't want to show up crying because this will trigger you then stop listening this is a trigger warning that's nice yeah you gotta do it Okay, some people are at work. Um, When I was a... Oh, I've never, like, talked about this in a public forum, but it's time. Okay, this is going to happen. When I was eight eight years old, almost nine, I was raped by friends of my mother. I hope she does not listen to this. I will tell her don't listen to this. Um, Multiple friends? Yeah, by two men. At the same time? I mean, they they basically took turns. Uh, uh, it's awful. It's to it was I I blacked out. I have like a really weird memory of like I was we were at her at her friend's house. He had two sons. It wasn't that friend. I didn't know these men. They were over there. They had been partying. Um, I was over there as well. I don't remember if my brothers were over there. I don't really remember anything. I remember like a train. There was like those cutout wood block. It was a wood block train on a door that had the little boy's name painted on it whose room I was sleeping in. And that's what I remember because I blacked out because I blocked it because you don't want to remember these things. Right. Um, I remember the next morning getting into my mom's car and saying I was really tired so that she wouldn't talk to me. And then the next day I was with my dad and I said, I need, and there was a, we had, I had school like two days later. I went to school mm-hmm. and like my teacher was like, something's wrong with you, da, da, da. I made up a lie. I said that this boy, I said that he kicked me during kickball because I played kickball during recess because I was like a huge tomboy and I only played with the boys and I was like this boy kicked me during kickball you know in my privates I it hurts I and so I told my dad that they took me to the hospital I had a doctor check me out and this is like why the world is so is fucked up um 
I had a female doctor took me out, check me out, and I feel like you have to know, but no one did anything. No one said anything. Did you, do you think your mom knew? Well, I thought, so I spent my whole life thinking that she knew, hating her. She eventually got sober. She got sober. My parents remarried each other, which is a wild, whole other thing. She got sober when I, like, right before I was in middle school. No. Right before high school, she was drunk all she was drunk all through middle school. Uh, she, they got they got remarried right before I went to high school. Suddenly, n- nothing happened. Everything is cheery and beautiful, and like we're never going to talk about the past. We're a real happy family. And then, when I was like, when I was seventeen, like a whole nother thing came out where they were like, "P.S. Your dad isn't your biological father." Right. Here's a sec- another secret. Here's a here's more lies we've told you. Right. Um, that was a whole thing. Clearly. Uh, sent me, I was uh, like a really, you know, angsty emo teen, sent me like, you know, down a different path of spiraling self-hatred. I moved away to Chicago to go to school, to go to art school, like started talking about it for the first time, which I think like there's so much power in talking about. That's why I like talk about it now, even though it's like, it's weird. It sucks. People are like, God, I don't want to hear about this. Yeah. But there is, like, power in talking about it because other people will be like, okay, well, I'm going to stop hiding this inside myself. I'm going to stop blaming myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, I ended up telling my mom. She picked me up from college, and we were driving back to St. Louis. And we somehow got on the topic because she thought that maybe a friend of hers daughter had been sexually abused. And we talked about it, and I was like, did you know I was? Because I was mad. I was like, you're going to try to help this person and you didn't help me. Right. And so I taught. I said, well, what about me? And she was like, what? And I told her. She got so mad. She pulled over, hysterical, punched the windshield of our car and cracked the windshield with her fist. Wow. And she's like a 120 pound woman. Like she's small. Yeah. Uh, she was just like so angry. And like, and that was a real moment of like, wait, you didn't know this entire time? How did you not know? How did you not know that? Yeah. Which is still something that it's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She has a disease. She's an alcoholic. Uh, you know, she hasn't drank in over 10 years, but it's, a, it's, a, it's all like a lot to deal with. And then so it's like. Maybe part of, <laughs> let's get back on topic, part of the whole Manic Pixie Dream Girl thing, it's like, oh, well, she's manic. She's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, mate, you know what? Yeah. So then you have to deal with like, okay, well, if you had all this trauma happen to you, how do you as an adult reconcile with that? How do you figure out just how to exist and be okay when you're like trying to pay your bills, trying to live your dreams, yeah. trying to be a good friend, trying to be a good sibling or, you know, a good daughter, when you're just, like, trying to exist as a human being, trying not to be a shitty human being. And then sometimes you forget to take care of yourself because, like, no one ever did. You didn't learn how mm-hmm. to do it properly. So your idea of taking care of yourself has always been, like, shove it under shove it under rug, let's not deal with it, let's not deal with it. And yeah. then you become this 25-year-old person that's, like, Ah, I'm a mess, you know, like, yeah. And so, but then also you don't want to be, it's easy to be like, I, 
I, I deal with this a lot and struggle with this a lot. Like, are you just a result of your past or what, you know, like, mm -hmm. I feel like you have to take those past experiences and be like, the, these were real experiences. They mattered. I, I dealt with it so much when I was like trying to be, when I was like, okay, I'm a sexual person now because I, I didn't start having sex till later in life. And then I started it in a big way where I was like, right. oh, I'm going to fuck everyone. <laughs> And this will be great. And I feel like because I had the power to say yes, I only said yes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes that still happens, you know, all these years later where it's like, I'm like, yeah, I like sex. I'll have sex with you. Sure. When like, you maybe really want to, if I thought so, about yeah. it more, it's like, yeah. well, I don't want to have sex with you. I might end up hurting your feelings. I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah. not, if like, I don't feel that crazy drive. Like I have to take all your clothes off right now. I'm just kind of like, okay, sure. That feels good. Let's go for it. And that is an unfortunate thing. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. like, it's like, you know, oh, I can say yes. So I will say yes. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely said no. Or it's like, it, or we talked about this the other day where like right. it, it becomes easier, easier to say mm -hmm. yes yeah. than to say no. Yep. Because you don't, you don't want someone to get mad at you and you don't want them to tell you that you're a piece of shit because you don't. Yeah. Wanna you don't want to. Oh, it's all so fucked up. And yeah. Yeah. It's awful. I mean, I, I talked about that on the show once before about like a period of my life where like I felt like every date I went on every time I went out with somebody I had to like perform some se sexual act right like yeah. it felt obligated to, yeah like, because I, I, that's mm -hmm. better than them being like fucking we, bitch like why did you not say uh, and then like and that's and not that they preposterous would. they wouldn't they wouldn't say that which I learned afterwards but it's fine well, like there's there are no consequences in that way recently mm -hmm. where the the other night, y'all, where like, you know, someone started kissing me, very interested in kissing this person. Um, I was exhausted. I'm like, I'm going to bed. Yeah. Sleeping in this guest yeah. bedroom that I frequent. And if someone and likes you, well, it'll that, be fine. And, and it, well, no, you. well, no, no, no. And it was totally fine. But I had a real moment of like, oh, wait, do I need to have sex with this person? Right. Because I was like drunk. You know, it was your yeah. party. We'd been partying. I was like, oh, wait. Do I need it? And I was like, no way. I'm keeping these tights on. I'm sleeping in these tights. I'm going to bed. <laughs> and then I like woke up because I was hot in those tights. And I was like, no, I'm still not going to. Where I feel like maybe in my past I would have been like, oh, this is something I should do because I'm healthy and I'm, I'm okay with having sex. Where it's like, no. Yeah. You know, like that yeah. doesn't mean you have to, that doesn't mean you have to be like the most hypersexual person all mm -hmm. the time. Only... It all comes down to like only do what you want. Yeah. Please only do what you want. Don't let people and people don't be you, afraid of saying no. Don't be afraid no. of saying no, even if even if you're like, well, that does that mean they won't like me? If that means they won't like you, get out. Good. You're out of there. Yeah. Good thing. But usually that's not it. Usually it's like you don't. And this is just something that I've like only recently learned. <laughs> it's like no, it's okay. Uh, unless you're like so fucking horny for that person and they are also horny for you it's all consensual and good go for it if you're just kind of hesitant don't do it man you don't gotta you can wait until you are like mm -hmm. fucking dripping wet then do it <laughs> then you gotta do it I um uh thank you for talking about that yeah Ugh. I um, didn't I didn't cry I'm you did it oof um, on, t on Twitter, the, the person who asked, 
can we stop saying, can we stop using the term Manic yeah. Pixie Dream Girl? I tweeted at him, um, uh, do you have suggestions for a different term for an insecure, creative, magical, in quotes, <laughs> mess? And I think I think this is very well put. He said, well, I don't think we're doing anybody favors by romanticizing hot mess dumb, but I either call them Shelly or Cheyenne, which... Like I hope, I hope what he means is uh, women are really dynamic. Like yeah, no or no. That's a a great response. Yeah, I give them a name. I don't lump them into one sum. I don't. Yeah, which like yes, yeah. Which again, like grain of salt with the term manic pixie dream girl. Um, But a lot of people don't take it as a grain of salt, so that's why people have yes, certainly, yeah. Which are which are totally totally valid, and I. And I agree, but I do want to talk about the uh, the hot hot mess dumb. Um, and I agree. I also don't want to romanticize it. I'm trying. I'm trying to just uh, talk about it. I'm also, you know, I'm not. I'm not an expert. This is called. Not, this feels terrible. I'm not. Me, just let me listen lie. to everything I say. It's it's right. Um, <laughs> though someone should start a podcast called "Listen to Everything I Say." It's right. It, it'll be Cheryl Strayed. But she already has them called Dear Sugar at therumpus.net. Is it .net? I don't know. Great advice column written by a 40-year-old woman who's a great writer and was a hot mess 20-year-old. Listen, yeah, Dear Sugar, a great advice column. Y'all read it. What do you think the male, or do you think there is a male equivalent to, in quotes, the Manic Pixie Dream Girl? I wonder if there really is. I mean, is there a term for it for women? Because it's like, whoa, he's a man. The woman is no. Is I mean, think them. about it. Like in our lives, like in our friendship, do we have a? Do we talk about? Do we have a phrase like when we talk about men, where we say like, well, they're a bump bump. Right. No. No. We don't. No, because I mean, going back to what you're saying before, and I think there's some truth or a lot of truth in this, is that. You know, men are generally empowered to be whatever they they're empowered to love want to be. Yeah, and also like also empowered to be a mess all the time. Also empowered to be a mess. Also, and, and the women, you know, we clean it. We we like it. Like we, like we or a lot of women do like it. We like, you know, we live in Los Angeles where the the ratio of hot women to uh, hot men is like really (laughs) uneven. There are many more beautiful women than there are beautiful men. And no, so we (laughs) clean it. Yeah. Oh, so, so we like, we, we settle for, or I don't even know if it's called settling because it's our fault too. If we want to be maternal and take care of somebody. But like, I know I've dated several men in LA where I'm like, Hey, here's how you pay your phone bill. Or like, let me cook for you. Like, yikes, you know? And, but if those guys were women, they would be called manic pixie dream girls. And then to even take it off of like the heteronormative scape, uh, in being like being a part of the queer community. I think that a lot of times, like, so like queer women, will have that same thing the ones that are like well we always want to split it into some like you know gender dichotomy of like you're masculine or you're feminine da, da, da. But like the right. like maybe a more masculine woman will like find this like wild free more feminine woman and then they'll 
they'll be cast as a Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Often they'll be cast... This, I feel like in the queer lady community, you're just a straight girl. Like, if you like men and women, then you're like, you... It's a different type of Manic Pixie Dream Girl mm-hmm. where you're the straight girl. But, like, you're like, no, but I also like women. You don't understand. And they're like, we don't. You're right. We don't understand <laughs> because you also like dick. And it's, like, this whole thing. And so, like, I feel like that was also part of, like, my existence still current as this manic pixie dream girl where it's like you're just the straight girl and it's like no that's not how I identify I also like women and it's like nope and so it can and so that's like part of in the queer community I can't speak to how it is for like gay dudes I don't know I wonder if that I wonder if it is like more if that term this archetype archetype Sure, architect. Well, maybe just like tech. Like if it exists, I don't know. It just you know. I wonder like maybe the equivalent is like crazy hard to pin down, hard to pin down artist. Yeah, guy. Like I, I think like I think I once dated a guy that could be called a male manic pixie dream girl, and that he was totally focused on. Well. Let's see. I don't know, because if you're totally focused on your art, then that... No, no, no. If he was totally focused on himself. Oh. And was also... Like, he's very... He's very funny and very interesting, but, like, he was... He really... He had all these, like, quirks that... I mean, we only dated for, like, a month. But, like, in in that... In that month, we... We had this, like... Like, every day, like, we would get together and he would write rap songs and I would like paint and then and we would just do that around each other and I remember thinking like well like this is this is really cool because like I'm I'm you know he's smoking cigarettes and like he's talking all tough so like his like way of like opening me up to stuff was was basically like opening me up to destructive behavior but like still like it was the same thing where I was like oh like this is this is happening but I definitely like was not myself around him because his entire thing was like you're going on the the uh, ride uh, bleep out that name. Wait, I never realized that was him. Oh yeah, <laughs> now I have heard. Okay, yeah. I love it. So I've heard the story. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh God, he's like he's a one. manic tr- he's yeah, a yeah, manic yeah. pixie dream boy, and that he's he's really destructive God. and like he has all this like there's all this he has all these shadows and all these like really dark flaws and that makes you like endear yourself to him a little bit because he has all this darkness and then also like he like the way that we started hanging out was that I was doing I was doing a show and I actually had another date at the show this guy that I was like kind of interested in a little bit like had came come to see the show and so did uh <laughs> um, they're both they're both at this show and like after the show we were we were hanging out outside and I'm talking to this guy that I was supposed to go on a date with and James walks up and is like hey like you're going out with me and, our, <laughs> and uh, I was like no 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 yes. I'm I'm here I'm yes. here with this guy and <laughs> you know th- thank you very much but he's like no he's like Oof. dude I, I think I like I think I like her more than you and I was like oh <laughs> and it did make me yeah. and this is gonna make guys cringe because they're like fuck that guy and no. indeed yes I but agree like, fuck that guy I hear that and I say hello yeah yeah, yeah. like really Confidence. intriguing and Confidence. like oh you are you're trouble like I think that's yeah. the male Ooh, equivalent trouble yeah that is it because people love to tell me you're trouble 
Right. Oh, yeah. Kimber Hall, you're trouble. And I'm always like, you just want to get in trouble? Blame it on me. I know this deal. Get out of here. <laughs> okay. But then there's also like something that is kind of fun if people are like, I can just tell you're trouble. And you're like, yeah. I am trouble. But that, that Let's guy. Let's get into it. That guy, he like we we he took me on this like whirlwind tour of downtown that night. Like I ended up leaving the party with him because I was so intrigued. God, how and fun. then yeah, and then like for, and then like if you're feeling bad for that other guy, other guy was not that great and was like pretty self obsessed as well. And don't He's sweat fine. it; it's all fine. He's, He's fine. doing fine. Um, but yeah, we went on this world war thing. World war thing. We, we went, went on this world world world. 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 <laughs> and uh, and then I spent like every moment with him and he told like that night he was like look I'm not going to kiss you tonight because when we kiss I want it to be really special and I was like "Ah, okay James Dean and then we like that lasted like a month and there was just one day when he was like look like I I think I wanted a month a month and yeah that was it and thank goodness because I was I was enjoying hanging out with him a little bit but it was weird because it wasn't myself yeah because it was just about him yep yeah 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 i thought of a male equivalent okay okay who you met did you meet when he I just did not was in town? Meet him, but this is a guy that you were in a he, band with i was back and well Louis. also like we played music together we he was like my first real boyfriend when i was 17 we broke up because i wasn't having sex with him because i couldn't have sex at that point in my life i was not ready for it ladies mm-hmm. that's okay that's fine yeah anyone also men also anyone yeah uh it's fine I just, you know, and he was, like, totally cool, and, like, we would sometimes kiss, but more it was, like, we were best friends, Mm -hmm. and there was, like, a whole drama in our breakup of, like, our other best friend wanted to date me, and this girl that was his ex wanted to date them, and they made up a really (laughs) evil plan to break us up, and it worked. Yeah. And, but it worked because he, the plan, like, got them, got both of us to question each other mm-hmm. in, and then he ended up like kissing this girl and like possibly having sex with her and you know cheated on me and I was like this is my first relationship and yeah. I'm like what the fuck uh, awful dated a teacher after that so <laughs> cool Feel awful you know felt awful here's a here's a cool thing to get into when you're 17 years old date a teacher um, don't do it <laughs> even if you have all the power the entire time as I did still oh, don't boy. do it not worth it no. Uh, don't ruin that person's. Don't ruin a grown man's life, you 17-year-old. Yeah. Um, but he, so then he was like, he's always, he's still in my life today, like, in a big way. Uh, but he would totally show up outside of my apartment in Chicago. He lived in St. Louis. He would text me or call me. He'd call me and say, hey, I'm standing at Einstein Bagels, and I'd say, what Einstein Bagels? And he'd say, the one at Clark and Newport. And I'd be like, fuck you, because I lived across the street above Bookworks. Yeah. Chicago, shout out. Uh, and I'd be like, what? You're in town? And that's like, right? A Manic Pixie Dream Girl thing. Like, oh, I, you mm-hmm. haven't talked to me show up, in yeah. two months, and now you're show- you were in Chicago somehow? Yeah. And he would do that, and then he'd come, and like, whoever I was seeing at that time, I would break it off with them. Right. Always. And be like, sorry. This guy's back. And yeah. then we would like rec- stand in my walk in closet and record songs and like, you know, go, we'd walk for miles. We'd go way deep in the south side. We'd have these wild adventures. So, like, that is, that's that he is. Yeah. So, like, maybe there are male equivalents, but they don't get 
they don't get shunned in the same way because like I know a lot of people are really right, definitely like, a lot of women that's are, just Mario right a lot of people are in love with him a lot of people like think like yeah. oh he's just a weirdo and he's just yeah. or he's just this and he's like an artist he's just an artist you get called an artist if you're a man and you're like that and yeah, if you're a woman you're a like mess. that you're called a mess and crazy yeah. and maybe that yeah. maybe that's it yeah hmm. yeah because I was thinking there weren't male equivalents but mm. but again you know Take it all with a grain of salt. Take it all with a grain of salt because we're all, not everyone, a lot of people have their shit together. How do you do it? Good job. I'm trying. I'm trying. We're trying so hard. Yeah, but like in the end, maybe it's just that, hey, a lot of us are messes. We are, we're adults trying Mm. to figure it out as best we can. Yeah. It's going to take some time. Totally. Uh, it's going to take a lot of self-love, so get on that. <laughs> I love this. This has turned into a uh, self-help podcast. Um, oh, yeah. No, but really, everybody. And I say this as somebody who's right there with you. Yeah. Need to make your own happiness and just yeah. love yourself. Follow your bliss and make sure it's yours. <laughs> And yeah, like and your bliss and doesn't have a name, your a bliss first and last name. Yeah, your bliss doesn't have a first and last name. Your bliss doesn't have a, this is how I can make other people's lives better. This is how I can go on first dates and help people write their pilots. God, I've been there, the stupidest thing. Don't. Go home. Don't go on that date. Write your own fucking pilot. <laughs> the specifics. Yeah, those of you yeah. who go oh, on dates for someone else, you, know, <laughs> you know who um, you are. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. God, thank you. It was a a real whirlwind, a real adventure. A real war, war whirlwind. Whirl, 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 whirlwind. I love you so much. Thank you. Love you too. This is the outro. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, really curious to think what you or to hear how you how you uh, received this episode. You can email me at thisfeelsterrible at gmail.com. I think we're going to start reading some of these. And by we, I mean myself. I guess I'm talking about myself and the royal we. Um, I'm going to start reading some of your emails. So I... I love getting your emails. If you could just let me know whether or not it's cool for me to read your read your email on air and talk about it, um, that would be good. Because I feel like that's that's something that should happen. And if you don't want me to read it on air, you can still uh, email me. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, follow me at Aaron McGathy on Twitter. Um, check out my Instagram, guys. Lots of pictures of a cat. So check that out if you like cats. Uh, I'm going to go to London in six days, so you'll see a lot of pictures of um, the inside of pubs. So please uh, check out that Instagram. Follow Kimber Hall at OKKimber. And, you know, make your own happiness. You are the only person who can make yourself happy. And uh, stop texting your boyfriend and asking him if he can tell you that you think you're (laughs) that uh, he thinks you're sexy Um, real life real life example for me so stop doing that Aaron and anyone else who's hearing this love you guys talk to you later goodbye Though we're apart these days, we're sharing more. So at Geico, we'd like to say thanks. Thanks for sharing your savage dance moves. 
Thanks for sharing your DIY haircut fails. Thanks for sharing your inner lip sync star. Now it's our turn to share with the Geico Give Back, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers. Because we're committed for the long haul, the 15% credit lasts your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for more info and eligibility.